I'm not doing this. <laughs> I'm feeling a little freaked out by this podcast because I feel there's no kind of... No, there's nothing to talk about. Nothing has happened. Life there's is, no nothingness. Life is boring. Like, I don't have a a topic. Why is it, why is it red? Is it, is, is it normally red? Because you pogged it too much. Is it? <laughs> is it? Yes, it's normally red, sweet. Oh, wow. All right, I'm tripping. All right. <laughs> What's up, y'all? Welcome back to another episode of your favorite podcast, The Misplaced American. I'm your host, Justin White, here with... Uh, your co-host. The co-host. The co-host. The co-host. The... Delectable. Mm. Is that a good word? Mm. Is it... Mm. The motivational <laughs> mommy. Motivational mommy. That's the, a great podcast name. The, the dedicated, delectable, Thanks. dynamic. I feel like you're building me up a lot this week. <laughs> for, for absolutely nothing. We have no, no reason. We have nothing to talk about. Uh, I'm here with Janine. Janine Usher. Ooh. Uh, <laughs> how are you? I'm good. I'm feeling good today. I feel like I'm coming out the other side of like a storminess from last week. You were trapped in your house. I was <laughs> trapped in my house for three days with just me and my children. So if anyone listening in America or not in the UK, uh, basically everyone started back school and lo and behold, everyone got sick because everyone started back school. So now everyone's catching cold. <laughs> Yeah, so last podcast, I was sick, and mm-hmm. I had that horrific cold um, that my that my youngest had given to me, um, and then, you know when, like, kids get a cold, and then the cold disappears, and then they've got that cough, mm-hmm. because everything's just kind of draining down, that's literally what my youngest had, um, and we, do you remember, I said to you, like, oh, we kept him off the other day, because he's got a bit of a cough, and... Everything is so like prevalent about, did you sneeze? Did you cough? Like, um, Can you smell things? <laughs> and then obviously um, last week, um, Boris gave his new sort of update on uh, COVID here and nobody really knew what was going to go on. And we were all expecting lockdown, um, which it turns out, obviously we're not going to lockdown. But there, he has now put in huge fines for not wearing masks or if you've got more than six people in your house and obviously the big fine is if you're walking around with covid symptoms when you should be isolation isolating then it's a ten thousand pound fine but his homeboy got off free that's not a story <laughs> but um so literally the day after all this came out michael woke up and he was coughing and i looked at lily and lily looked at me and i was like he's already had like last friday off school so i said well let's just like get him ready for school as we normally do, and then I'll call. So I called the school and was like, um, so Micah has a cough, but I'm 99% sure it's literally from the cold that he had last week. Yeah. And um, she was like, you're going to have to get medical advice before you can send him into school. And I was like, okay, thanks. So anyway, called uh, 111, spoke to the the person. So I don't know if you've called 111 here. So 111 for us is like, if you need advice, because you're yeah, not sure. it's like a nurse hotline. So, um... You've just made it sound more sexy oh, than it shit. actually is. <laughs> Hello. Yeah. I mean, I dialed the wrong number, do obviously. You, do you have a fever? But they take you through a questionnaire and it's like, is he breathing? And I'm like, yeah. Has he um, 
bled heavily in the last half an hour i'm like no she's like like they, she, she did say to me some of these questions will not be relevant at all but we have to go through them so anyway did the whole questionnaire she was like we're gonna have to get someone to call you back someone called me back and they were like i completely get where you're coming from as a mum, but we can't see him so if he has got a persistent cough then um he's gonna need to get a test and i was like okay um and she was like do you have does he have siblings? And I was like, yes, they're already at school. She was like, you need to go to school and collect them. Your whole house has to isolate until he's been tested. And I was like, excuse me? <laughs> so she was like, yep, until you have got, um, either got a negative test or um, it's 10 days, you all have to stay in your house. And I was like, oh my God. Um, luckily, Lily wasn't home. She'd been out um, coaching that the night before. And so I just said to her, look, your choices are, to come home and you have to stay here until this is all over or you need to go and find somewhere else to stay she took option b <laughs> naturally um and i was like okay so then yeah I spent three days in my house with my children um which was a humbling experience <laughs> um i think i called you because we were due to like podcast and but you'd already said like i'm really tired from having scarlet and then you're like oh maybe we'll do it later and then i called him and i was like yeah so i can't come out and play um, I got to sit in my house. <laughs> yeah, I, 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 called, I was like, oh, like, you good? Like, what's up? And she was like, like you can't look. Yeah, because I was texting you. He was you. sleeping or something. You know, I was, yeah, I was texting you and you called me and I was like, uh, what's up? And you were like, in your car, like eyes wide. I have to quarantine in my house. I was like, like, just so you know, I'm picking up my children right now. I have to stay home and sit in my house with my children by myself. I was like. Okay. Because <laughs> yeah, you were saying you were going to get groceries that day. I was like, do you need me to get groceries Yeah, well, I was you? supposed to go and do like, the grocery shop and everything. And and then obviously, um, uh, we've, you know, we've made it quite, you know, open that we are kind of over the whole COVID thing. And I haven't really been around anyone who's had it or been affected by it. So I remember saying to my kids last week, actually, like, I kind of feel like I should look out of my window and it should be like a scene from like, I don't know, like Resident Evil or, you know, The Walking Dead or something. But you look out your window and the world seems to just be Fine. going on. So <laughs> I've kind of downplayed it until literally I was like, holy schmoly. Like, um, obviously got told I had to go and pick up the other two. And Amelia was on her schedule so like, I had to call the school and be like I need to get my children just so you know my daughter is probably going to be hysterical because she doesn't do change and like you know this that and the other so I got there and I was like are you okay and she's like what is going on <laughs> I was like we have to isolate for however long and she was just like and then Riley was like does this mean I can't go to football training and am I going to miss my matches this week? And I was like... Oh, that's what isolation yeah. means. <laughs> and then it was like face like thunder and suddenly I was the worst parent in the world. Um, so yeah, it was a humbling experience um, <laughs> of COVID. But yeah, I think... Um, and literally this all came the day after Boris Johnson had put out his new um, ideals and that on COVID. And I was just, just like... I, you know, I was like, I need to literally stay at home because I'm going to be that one person who's going to get find ten thousand pounds which i don't have so um so yes that was my week last week was your week any better 
after I, after I got rid of Scarlet, I <laughs> uh, no man, I would. I, so I was day drinking this weekend, Saturday. Uh, that must have been nice for you. I went to London. Uh, first time in London since the whole COVID thing. How was London? Uh, like... So funny story about that. I didn't notice the difference between. London. Also, I was really drunk by 10 a.m. I was going to say, is this because it hadn't changed or just because you were drinking? Like, maybe I shouldn't, like, announce this to the world because I mean, I sound like an alcoholic. But it's like, yo, I'm young. I'm free. I'm not 30 yet, you know? And, uh, sorry. Yeah, okay. <laughs> life, just so I, life after 30 is fine. Like. Um, but, yeah, I was like, so, yeah, I was, so I drank blue at night before. And it was my friend's birthday. Uh, my roommate's birthday. And, but, yeah, it was my friend's birthday. And she, so she was taken up to London for her, um, her other, her other friends, like planning a trip. So she's taken up to London for us. And she was like, all right. She texted, she's like, look, all right, meet us at this spot. We're going to go to shuffleboard, shuffleboard. We're going to drink a limited Prosecco and a limited beard. Uh, Were you too drunk to even know what it was? You you take a, a biscuit. And you slide it across the floor and you get points for it. It's it's like, if you're American, it's like cornhole, but with a stick and some pucks. Oh, like not an actual biscuit. I thought this like, no, a, a game get, you were like, playing like, on the like, train. It's like, like a puck. Okay, no. yeah, I'm with you. I'm but, with you. But yeah, so we, we get there and we surprise her. And so we start drinking a limited Prosecco. I took full advantage because uh, it was free Prosecco. Well, a limited Prosecco for two hours. Or limited beer for two hours. So I'm just chugging beer, chugging prosecco. I'm just having a grand old time. And um, a lot of people, a lot of people in the UK don't really experience drunk Justin because I tend to not, I tend to not let myself get too carried away if I'm drinking a lot because uh, I know I'm a bit of a dick when I drink. And I just, I, I just, <laughs> I just get out of control. I'm just loud. I'm obnoxious. We go to this place called Box Box something in Sheffield or something like that. And we go there, and I completely don't remember anything. I, I apparently I was bonding with random black people because they, as one does, <laughs> they just reminded me of, I don't know, being around black people, I guess. And I'm just like, you know, they, I kept point, pointing and making like inside jokes with the same like people I kept seeing, and everyone was like, you know, it's like, oh, you like you were having a good time, and I don't really remember too much about that. Uh, yeah, that isn't was... it weird that um, you never really know what your friend is gonna be like when they're drunk? Yeah. Like, Especially out, because you you have an inside drunk that people can know, and then if you're an outside drunk, where it's like a completely different type of drunk, and it was like, wow, I didn't know you were so uh, social. <laughs> like, so everyone's like, um, I'm always like the happy drunk, like just really giggly, really happy, um, and then they're like, but the funny thing is, like you're you're so carefree, which is actually like the absolute polar opposite to what I'm usually like um, in everyday life. And then they're like, but the funniest thing happens that the evening draws to the end and then you switch back into yourself and you're like, has everyone got a taxi? Who's in this taxi? Can everyone let me know when they're home? Has everyone got someone to go home with? And it's like, I just snap back into this, like somebody needs to be in charge here. Somebody needs to take order well, and weird. make sure everything's going on i'll go book the taxis like because you, you always feel like that that point you start feeling like all right i'm sobering up a little bit then you get home and lay in bed and you're like i am not sober at all it's no. just it's just like you put it on like you maybe your brain puts the, the drunkenness on hold and so when you get home it just the room you sit in bed and lay back and also the room kind of spins a little bit you're like oh boy <laughs> do you feel like i think there's different levels of drunk so like there'll be times that i go out with a group of people that i'm like oh i'm not really sure if anyone would have my back or like get me home if anything was to happen so then i'm like i'm kind of drunk but i'm like still aware of my surroundings i can take care of myself and whatnot and then i get my 
my people people that I go out with and like all bets are off like um I think a couple of weeks ago when all the girls went out and me and Amy were um out together and I kept looking at her going I'm off my ass drunk and she looks absolutely fine and she was looking at me going I'm off my ass drunk and she looks absolutely <laughs> fine so we were both absolutely smashed but looking at everyone going why do they all look so sober and I'm not but we were portraying to everyone else that we looked absolutely fine and then like I ended up going into town with that with another girl because she was on her own and I'm really big on not letting women go off yeah like you know no yeah one thing my dad instilled in me and my brother was you don't let any of your friends go home by themselves you don't let them go off by themselves um and then had like five missed calls from Amy and then spoke to her and then apparently 10 minutes later she was nearly crying to Matt like I just can't get hold of her and make sure she's okay and Matt's there completely sober going you just put the phone down to her like you've spoken to her she said she's fine but yeah that's it's very few people I feel that you can get that level of drunk with so you be that so you be that annoying friend that dudes out drinking and like oh like you know, he talked to your homegirl. They're fine. They're fine at the bar drinking. I keep eyes on you. I'm cool. And the moment you like see him put his arm around her and they're trying to like see him like urging, like doing the whole let's go thing, you walk up like, um, where are we going? Yeah, that's me. <laughs> and, like, and like, I'm like, yo, like, like, like you look at yeah, her. So, we ain't going anywhere. So, so then you look at your, but so now I'm, I'm going to look at my homeboy. I'm like, yo, like, come play cop lock, man. I'm like, yo, like. <laughs> yeah, I'm probably a guy's worst nightmare if you want to hit on one of my friends just like we either all going or none of us are going okay. and i'm not interested in your friend either this is oh, this is interesting we don't, this isn't on topic but let's, let's just let's just play with this one for a little bit it's back in my italy days oh my back in my military days uh I'll, I'll say my my heyday was when i was living in italy Hi. my heyday <laughs> and when i thought i had i st- to be clear i never i've never had game uh but you know the the, the, the plan was all right Who's getting the hot girl tonight? Who's getting the hot sloppy drunk girl? And who's gonna get? Who's gonna get? This. Who's gonna get the more sober? Like, and to be clear, this is a very toxic way of thinking. I was very young. I don't condone this. I think. I think. I. I, I always. So I, you are now every guy that we have problem with on every yeah. one of our previous podcasts. Yeah, basically. Yeah. Basically, but 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 it's like it's like it's a, it was a common thing. It was like it was on TV shows. It was like um, it was like all right, who's gonna who's gonna get the duff tonight? You know. And and so it was like, you know, you'd go out, and I'd always be the one that had, like cop block for my friends because I was never. She had no game. Yeah, because I'm terrible <laughs> at flirting with girls. And so I would go out and and like you know we'd be all drinking, having a great time. And so you know this is a group. So it's a group of three guys. So it's a group. It's a group of three girls. You got you have. So it's always this. It's always one girl's a DD. One girl is the the woo the drunk woo. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, designated driver. Yeah. One girl is the drunk woo girl who's like. Taking shots and just the whole night she's doing the white girl dance, but her hands are up in the air and moving she's the, the hips. Tree. She has no rhythm whatsoever, and then <laughs> but she feels like she's in time with everything. And then you have the the, the one girl who's just like you could you don't really know like she she she's there for a good time, but also it's like she's also one either one drink away from like throwing up or one drink away from punching somebody in the face. Like there's no in between, and so luckily, so unfortunately, I'm always one with, with the DD and. <laughs> And so I walk over to, so we all walk over and they're like, yo, so why don't you ask the DD if she wants to drink? Like you had, you had to guess which one DD was. And I was, so I luckily was always the one with her, in her phone with a hand, a purse, a hand on her purse, hand on her phone, looking down and she looks angry because all her friends are having a great time and she's not. And so I walk, you walk up and I'm like, yeah, I'm like, yo, like, what's up? What's, my, what's, your, what's your name? You want something? And she's like, I'm fine. 
And I'm like, nah, man, like, let me get you a drink. Uh, I clearly have, I'm drinking my hand, I'm drinking water. I'm fine. I was like, well, you can, we, we can't talk. You, oh, the classic, you're not, you're not allowed to have friends? <laughs> oh my you, you can't have friends? And so, like, but luckily, I was like, I'm, I'm a very charismatic person. So, like, I, I always, like, you know, play the game of talking. But no matter how hard you try, it's all, the DD, if she's a good friend, a good female friend, good DD, it was always in the night, you know, your homeboys over there making out in the corner with the girl at the bar, or, you know, they're having a good time with the girl at the bar, and, it's, and she's fine with that. She's like, as long as I can see you, you're fine. But then it's like always, it's always this, which I'm so glad there were friends out there like this. At the end of the night, guy, this classic, puts, puts his arm around her, pulls his phone out, she's like, all right, getting his number, it's fine, not as sketchy yet. And then he starts, like, grabbing her hand, and it's like his arm moves out to her lower back. And then he's grabbing the other hand, start grabbing her hand, start pulling her towards him, like they're trying to like, trying to leave a little bit. I get this because I'm like, I have not stayed here all night drinking water for you to leave with some <laughs> other guy. And so it's like, it's, and it's like that's not. And so that's that's when she clicks. She's like, all right, I gotta go by, and she like basically pushes me off and like goes. It's, it's, it was the same scene every single weekend. So it's like it was like, oh god. I told, to be clear, I've never been the guy yeah, who yeah. been able to get drunk and then meet a girl because i tell all my i used to tell my friends i was like it's a 45 minute window with me everyone always tells me it's like you are so good at like talking to girls for like a short period of time but then either that you stop drinking and you get too sober to like too shy or you, you it's like, or you drink one drink too many and you just don't care about anything and there's no Suddenly in between. You're the woo girl. yeah like no i'm to be clear i'm 100 always the woo girl when i'm drinking and so um yeah, you might have a good thirty to forty-five minutes with me to uh, to, to, to to help you play wingman. I was like, before that, I'm too sober to care. After that, I'm too drunk to care. And it's like, so and, and my friends like, you, and one night I was in, in South Carolina, and I was like, look, man, I was like, you know, at the time I was like, you know, I was with Brittany was stationed in Guam, and I was like, look, I'll play wingman for you. You know, I do what you got to do. I was like, but you have a short amount of time. Like you have forty-five minutes. Like maybe like from, from the moment we take this shot probably, and I'm gonna be super charismatic, super good for you. And he was like, "Oh man, you're fine, you're fine." He's like, "You're so good, you're like you're energetic." So I walk outside and smoke smoke a cigarette. If Brittany's listening, I'm so sorry. I, I lied to you. I told you I didn't smoke cigarettes in South Carolina. I smoked all the time in South Carolina. Uh, <laughs> and so I uh, smoked a cigarette outside. Met, and I remember this. I remember this night so well because it was right after my powerlifting meet, and I had just won. And so I was celebrating, wearing my, wearing my medal. So this <laughs> this chick was like. Uh, this chick was like, um, she's so like, oh. telling her, yeah, it's my Olympic she was, medal. She was my like, Olympic medal. She was like, oh, what are you, like, what's this medal for? And I was like talking to her. And I, again, I wasn't flirting. I'm, if, you, if anyone knows me, I'm just super just, I, I'm, I like talking to people. So I'm just talking, you know, being funny. So I text my homeboys, like, yo, come outside. I got a group of girls out here. Uh, they asked me who I'm with. So I told them I'm with some pretty good looking guys. And so talking, apparently we were all having a good time, having laughing for a good 30 minutes outside, just having a great time in the smoke pit. And then all of a sudden, I, was, I, I just kind of, I remember, like, kind of feeling like, I need more alcohol. And, like, I just completely just walked away. And, like, I mean, without saying goodbye, I just got up and walked away. And my friend was like, after, after the, it's like, he's like, the moment you left, dude, the conversation got so awkward. No one was talking. We were always looking at each other. So it was like, all right, bye. And so at that point, you, you were just pinballing around, just talking to everyone, having a good time. And it's like, so, yeah, it's like I saw the switch happen in your face. It was like, you went from just charismatic, like, wingman to just, like, I'm going to get drunk and have fun with everyone. Woo! <laughs> I think, like, obviously, as I've said, there's, like, there's different levels of drunk. But obviously, I've now got a teenage daughter that at some point possibly is going to be out drinking. And I'm like, I really hope that she finds a, a group of friends like that. Because I, I do see other groups of girls out that they're all out for themselves. There is no yeah. designated driver who's like... Because for me, if I'm, like, with a group of girls that I'm like, 
somebody's going to need to be i mean you've seen my friends my friends are gorgeous like if they if they go out it's like i always feel like they walk in and guys are like ding so i'm like absolutely not um and then i don't even need to be like looking (laughs) and i'm like i can i can see you trying to make a move on like on my on my friend you know this that and the other but then i see other girls that it's everyone's out for themselves and you're not half the time they don't even care where their where their friends are at and this that and the other and i mean is it a but is it like a this side of the world thing because in america it's like we have to drive so far to go out in clubs and stuff or like if you don't you have to get a hotel and it's a lot of money yeah i mean i, I think here like we use a lot of taxis like, do you, is that not a thing? I mean, we have, we have Uber, but even, even then, it's like, you know, like, like, for instance, like, I was stationed in Italy. It was like, it, the bar was like a 40, 30, 30 minute drive. Taxi would have been like 100 euro, uh, stuff like that. So it's it always like, all right, who's going to drive tonight? It's a lot easier to get, because the, the taxi can't go on base. So you have to drive to the gate oh, and course. then you have to get out of taxi. I do remember those and, days of <laughs> going to like into Huntingdon and then going back to base with my partner and all. And it's like, this is a long ass walk from like the main gate through to like Especially when you're, when you're drunk and you're carrying yeah. a pizza or something. Like. <laughs> I mean, back in those days, it was like, it wasn't a long walk for me because somebody was normally carrying me because there was no way that I was able to put one foot in front of the other. But I, did, I actually, thinking back, um, a lot of the time, even like when um, we'd go into Huntingdon, there'd be one designated driver, even though it was like only a what a 10 minute drive it's so much easier i find that actually look at americans do always have one designated driver no matter kind of the distance you're going but i guess if that's kind of the culture you've drawn up grown up in that everything's quite a way away well yeah because i can't remember the last time i went out for a night and got a hotel and didn't get a cab home with someone drove home yeah like me uh britney and i used to went to this club called hustle here or innocence it's called innocence. hustle but yeah hustle yeah. is when like once a week once a year once a month all the americans come and like listen to hip-hop music at this club in uh new market and you can actually use dollars and not get absolutely screwed over on the <laughs> and it's like it's, it's just it's just so much fun and all of a sudden it's like uh you know me and britney were like we, we'd, we'd have one of us had to be dd and we reached a point i was like let's, let's just get a hotel this is before the baby clearly everyone uh, we was like, let's just get a hotel. So we get a hotel, like right, and then we walk uh, to 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 the hustle. Yeah. And it was nice because we both get like blackout drunk and have a great time. And then like, it was fun because I knew like I knew Brittany was a dancer. She liked to have yeah, fun. Yeah, she was yeah. really enthusiastic. So it was like you know Brittany would do her thing and I'd do my thing. I'd sit I'd sit there you know I sit smoke I go smoke cigarettes I go dance and whatever I had to do. And it was it was fun because at the end of the night I knew she knew where to find me. I knew where to find yeah. her. And it was like, all right, let's go home. And we just walk home. Whereas here, it's like, I mean, whereas a lot of time it's like, you know, because we live in such a small little town. If we want to go to Cambridge or something, we we need to plan a, plan in advance, get a taxi, <laughs> plan what time we have to be back. Like, yeah, you yeah, have yeah. to plan things where it's like, you know, sometimes it's... I mean, yeah, like, I mean, I can't remember, I can't remember the last time I went out out. Um, but obviously, Cambridge, Haley, we just get on the bus, drink. I've never taken the bus. Yeah, just catch catch the bus from town, drink all the way to Cambridge, and then get a taxi back i think it's about 40 quid for a taxi but then i'm like if you're splitting that four ways it's actually not too bad but i guess again it's a culture thing like we generally aren't too far out from like pubs and clubs here in england yeah because you normally there's always a pub near your house yeah (laughs) somewhere in england but is it not like that in back home Uh, i mean 
Well, like, for instance, I'm from a small town, like, kind of, like, similar to St. Nick's, but whereas they, they just built the bar within the last, like, five, ten years in my town, because yeah. it's such an old, old white people town, <laughs> so, like, everything closed at, like, seven, eight o'clock old, and, um, <laughs> and so, we'd always go to Greenville, uh, which is the, co- which is the co- university town, uh, the next to us, which is a 35, 35 yeah. minute drive, downtown, say, maybe 30, 40 minutes, you'd take you to get there, if you weren't speeding, and, um, so, down 264. And so, it was like, but the thing is, it's a straight highway. So, like, if you're drinking a little bit and you're speeding a little bit, cop pull you over, you're, you're screwed. Oh, okay. So, because it's, it's, it's literally, it's from my town to this next town, it's a straight highway, 264. And so, <clears throat> and so, um, you get to uh, out in Greenville and you're having a great time, everyone's drinking, having fun. And the problem is, it's like the moment the moment your DD starts getting too drunk and you're like, I'm in this college town, everything's super oh, expensive. Kind of like screwed then. Yeah. So, <laughs> I'm going to say the name is Jeff. Cause I don't want to use their names. My friend Jeff, in in when I was uh, in the military, he'd always say, "Oh, guys, I'll be your DD." And it was a my first my first base. I'm new to this base. Everyone's been in space a long time except me. I just get there. Everyone's like, "Come on, why did he come out with us?" I'm like, "You know what? I'll go out." And uh, so my friend Jeff would be like, "Oh, I'll be DD that night." And so I was like, "Okay," and everyone kind of laughed. And I was like, "What's everyone laughing?" He was like, "Oh, you'll see." So we go out, and so we're all pre gaming. Just you know, had a couple beers, but it's fine because you know we we know our limits, drinking limits, and whatnot. But he's fine. It's like, oh, we, we all get in the car, we all pack into this like little BMWs, and we you know drive to what was it, Poppy's on the beach, Poppy owns, so Poppy on the beach. So we're sitting there, we're drinking, have a good time. I'm taking shots, all for taking shots, and also you see Jeff in the corner, like hugged up with some girl, and I was like, okay, cool, he picked up girls sober. Next thing you know, you see Jeff, Jeff chugging, throwing back drinks and throwing back shots, and I'm like, hold on, um, I'm a bottle of wine and about like eight shots deep. Uh, all my friends are pretty much on on the dance floor throwing up drunk, like, and then Jeff's taking a shot. I was like, Jeff, how are we gonna how are we gonna get home? And he goes, Oh, bro, I don't know. I'm so sorry. I'm so drunk. And I'm like, Yo, like we we have to get home. And it's like at this point, it's like one o'clock in the morning. <laughs> he, Jeff's like slumped over, almost passed out, drunk. And I'm like, and so we're sitting there, sitting at the car, like, Whew. all right, um, well, uh. Did anyone not drink too much tonight? <laughs> and then so it's like, and you don't know what to do at this point. And so like, I, it so was. So how, how did you get home? So the next topic is. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> because uh, I used to hang out in London a lot back in the day. Um, and I didn't drive anyway. So I was never mm. designated driver. But a bit like your, your story so, yeah, I presume that the guys had decided who was going to be designated driver. And then maybe three or four times of going up to London, it became really clear that actually the designated driver who was whoever was the least drunk. So they'd all been drinking, but the designated driver was just who had the least amount of alcohol so that like if they got pulled over, they wouldn't be as screwed over as everyone else in the car yeah i'm not because yeah, i'm definitely not proud of the and then i kind of continued this and now I look back and go oh my god like yeah to be clear like these are like this isn't a recent thing like i, I this was i oh, know mine's like pre riley so we're talking like 15 years yeah, ago. yeah i was so my mouth maybe like nine nine years ago almost, yeah. almost going on 10 years ago 
and it, I'm not proud of it. Like it was a moment, like I said, we had moments where we'd be like, well, who's the most, like who's the most sober? So it's kind of the same <laughs> place with you, but and like, it, yeah. And I, I, I remember my, my one only time I, I, reg- I regret this so much. I was like, I probably had a little bit too much to drink. I was like, it's fine. So I was like, okay, if I'm, if I'm gonna have, to, I see my DD drinking, so I stopped and I was like, okay, let me just sober this up. So I'm moving around trying to like sweat the alcohol off, dancing, I'm a good time chugging water, and we finally reach a point. It's like, all right, time to go. I was like, all right, cool, we'll get in the car. And I'm driving, and I'm just like, all right, all right, get to the gate. And I remember, I remember pulling to the gate, and I'm not proud of this. And I remember pulling to the gate, allegedly, you know, allegedly pulled to the gate, and, <laughs> and I was like, run down, get run down the window just a little bit, and I handed my, I handed IDs out the window, and my homeboy is like drunk, drunk in the front seat, like he's slumped over, like dead, and he, I wrote him a note, just enough, just enough to get the window, like the, my, my IDs, and he goes. Can you run the window a little bit more? I was like, yes, sir. Look down. He's like, smells like alcohol. And I look, I look over at my friend passed out in the seat, and I was like, yeah, he had a bit too much. And he goes, make sure you get home safe. I was like, oh, thank God. See, I, um... <laughs> I was like, oh, thank God. And after that, I was like, I'm never doing this again. I like, I yelled at my friends. I was like, I'm never, I'm never doing this. I was like, if I have to have alcohol, we're gonna sleep in the car. And to be clear, the situation has come, came up again, and I've slept in my car and waited to, to, until the morning before I drove. I was like, I will never do that again. That See, was now, terrifying. Like, if, like I've said, like if we go out, I'm the planner. Um, unless I'm with Amy, and then it's like, oh, great, because she's she's like the queen of planning like you know um but i'm like i if i know that i have to drive home i don't even like having one drink right because i'm so paranoid that like they're gonna know that i've had one drink and they're (laughs) gonna pull me over and it's probably gonna have been just like a bit too much and then i start driving and i swear to god i'm probably driving worse than i do any other time because i'm so paranoid that i've had one gin and soda um but I like look back in the day and I'm like, oh my God, like, can you imagine like if when Scarlett's at the age where she can drink, I would lose my shizzle if my kids were like, oh, so I was out and like, um, we've worked out that I was the least drunk. So I just drove home, but I'd had like four or five gins and six shots. I'd be like, (laughs) whoop your ass. Like, (laughs) but, um, But then also, I remember my dad always saying, if you get stuck, I don't care what time of the, the night it is, you just call and we'll come and pick you up or whatnot. It's like, but, we won't be happy about it. No. But we'll do it. Yeah. But then, isn't it crazy? Like, you went day drinking in London on Saturday and went there, drank, came back. Like, you went to the capital of our country to drink and still managed to get home oh yeah like without having to worry about who's designated driver well, or anything UK's else a lot versus... easier you guys have a way better uh transit system of course buses trains and stuff like that than america does america it's like like especially because it's so big it's like you know like i said if you get in my town you have to drive 35 minutes just to, to, to the nearest bar and it's like whereas and you have to plan the whole thing out and then everything closes and it's like a really weird time so then you have, and like you have to, and you don't, so things are made, you, don't have, you don't have to pay for parking, which is nice, but the, pro, pro, like you know, the problem, problem that is that overcrowds parking lots. Okay. And so like, you're trying to like finagle out of a parking lot and, oh God. This... See, I kind of feel purely for research purposes, me and Amy should maybe take a vacation in the States just to, you know, drink and experience this purely I, for to education. To be clear, I, th- I think... I think you got... So, I tell everyone this. Can you uh, imagine me and Amy drinking in I, the States? You talking. Because British people, they get more... You guys get more British when you talk for some, when you drink for some reason. 
So it's like you going to a bar in America and I'm like, oh, can I get this? And then like you start talking to him and like people just buy you shots, buy you this drinks. This happened to me when I um, went to Valdosta in Georgia to see um, the person I was dating at the time and she wasn't 21. So she couldn't drink. So she drove. Um, obviously, <laughs> I was older than her. So I was, let's just say, over 21. Um, and... I actually, I had it the whole trip, whether we were at a bar, going out for dinner, like, I was, we went to this, I was, it was a tiny bar, I just feel like in, like, the States, maybe there's just these random tiny bars that are, like, heaving, whereas here in, like, England, like, it's big clubs and whatnot, this was, like, a tiny bar with a dance floor and whatnot, and I walked in, and obviously, she was like, you're gonna need to order drinks, because if you want anything alcoholic, I'm they're not going to serve it to me so I was like um could I please have like a vodka and coke and it's honestly I felt like every guy in the bar just went ding <laughs> and I was like I suddenly feel really uncomfortable and she was like yeah the guys have just noticed that there's a like a white British chick <laughs> in the bar and the whole night it's like can I have a drink oh we'll get that for you and I'm like no it's fine really no 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 please so I'm like um, and then it's just like I remember this girl going up to me and said, oh, you're from England? And I said, um, yeah. And she said, so you know how you speak? And I said, yes. And she was like, is that how the Queen speaks? And Jesus. I just laughed. And I <laughs> was like... And then I was like trying to explain to her, like, no, this is like common. Like how I speak is very common. And she was like, no. And I'm like, yeah, this is... But then it's really hard because I didn't know like the American terms to be like... Yeah, like if you had said posh, we would, they should have been like, what do you... What do you what do yeah, you? like like this is how people in the hood speak. Like, I don't... I was just like... <laughs> I was like looking at my girlfriend going, please help me. And she's just like, you're on your own. Um, but yeah, she was like, is, is this how the queen sounds? And I'm thinking either I'm doing a really good job or we just all sound ridiculously... To be clear, I don't think I've ever heard nice. the queen speak. It's like me, apparently. Okay. <laughs> uh, this happened to my friend uh, Emily. Uh, she because we went to uh, Bali together for like a week and a half, and she when she, she finished a trip in Guam, so she came to visit me in Guam, and uh, everyone was like, "Oh my god, like, are you British? Like, your accent is so real. Like, it's so nice. It's like, so real. and it's like I was like, what are you saying? Like, no, this and that. Like, and one of my friends made her record his voicemail uh, mailbox." Uh, <laughs> <laughs> like a uh, voiceover because she was British and I was like you guys are being like, extra this is over the top like calm down but yeah like British people are like like same with me being here yeah I was gonna say it's like, like it's like every time I like I was working at the festival all I, all I heard was it, it was like it was like a button being pressed it was like oh my god it's like it's like get a, get a t-shirt it says are you American pull it up yes, yes. <laughs> it's like oh my god what part, of, what part of America are you from North Carolina <laughs> it's like oh, oh my god do you love England yes why do you love England so much I love the weather. And it was just like, a, it was like, constant. and it was like my, my cashier was constantly, she was sitting there like, she's like, do you must get sick of asking, answering these same questions every time someone comes to the bar? I was like, yeah, I'm fine. You know, I've been here for just like three years. So it's, I like it. Like I like the attention. You know, I, when I used to work at the bar, uh, at Bohemia, it was always like, uh, like the girls would get drunk and they'd be like, oh my God, are you American? Like, she just oh, start going, no. Like, why are you here? Like, one girl was like, <clears throat> Do I sense a Caribbean accent? I was like, ah, excuse me? I I think you've had enough to drink. (laughs) Like, Like, no more for you. I was like, have you you ever talked to an American? (laughs) Have you ever watched a TV show? I remember Uh, I went to, um, we went to Florida 
um, for a couple of days while I was there. And we, I went to my first sports bar. Which part? Um, Panama's. Oh, you went to the rich part. Yeah. So I went to um, my first sports bar to have wings and beer. And, and um, I, was, I was ordering and the, um, the waitress kept going, sorry, excuse me. Like, and, and I was like looking at my girlfriend thinking like, I don't think she understands me. <laughs> it wasn't. She was, like, she was like, sorry, you just sound really cute when you say it. And I'm like, oh, okay. Well, can I have my wings? Like, um, when, we, when we first moved here, Brittany was like, uh, we called, the, we get a rental car. And the lady was like, all right, your car's going to be ready at half two. And Brittany goes, I'm sorry, what? And she was like, half two. And Brittany was like, I'm sorry, what, what time? She's like, half two. It's going to be here at half two. And she and she's like, okay, bye. Brittany, like, you said, Brittany hates talking on the phone. She's people who she can't. She doesn't like phone to call. She doesn't like like conversations with people. Like, if you, if if you could do it for her, it'd be perfect. Yeah. And so like, she was like, she was on the phone. I was like, what she said? She's like, I don't know. I was like, Brittany, what time are we picking up the car? She's like, I don't know. She kept saying like, had to, have to, had you have to. And I was like, Brittany, she's saying like, have to, like two thirty. <laughs> and she was like, what? She didn't say just two thirty, and I was like, "What well, is how they talk here?" Half past two. And I was like, "And I, I noticed that one of the things that annoys me here is is if you guys do say like, um, what is it, quarter past, quarter two, half two. I just it's two forty five, two thirty, two o'clock. Like just give me like like. I get that, but then like um, I I said something the other day, and I said to Micah fourteen hundred hours, and he looked like you. Really? Had, I thought you I thought you guys used it. No the, idea. I thought y'all used a 24-hour... We do. So we have like 14.30. Yeah. But we don't say like 1,400 hours. Oh, okay, okay, okay. And he was just like... Well, like I'd grown like two heads or something. <laughs> and I was like, it's, it's two o'clock, baby. You long, know, like... Long story short, being drunk and being in another country means that either you're going to be the center of attention... I've never, I've never encountered... going to understand anything anyone's saying. Yeah, but you do encounter sometimes where it's like... Uh, I went to Poland, and I was the, you know, apparently there aren't many black people in Poland, to be clear, and we were there for work, and we were there for like, good, like, I want to say almost two weeks, and so we were just constantly just uh, out trying to get girls, you know, getting drunk. I feel like your whole military life was just yeah trying to get girls with no game. Yeah. That's, no, sorry, it's my life. That's to be clear. Life. That's my whole life. <laughs> <laughs> I just joined the military, added a part to it. <laughs> but um, Just to try and make it look like you had more game? Yeah. But oh, it, okay. <laughs> But it was like, uh, we were all out in Poland, having a good time, going out to clubs and stuff. And I remember one club I went to, it was it was like ladies' night. And like so in America, you know, you hear ladies' night, it's the majority of guys with a couple of chicks drinking free. Ladies' night in Poland was like all women and a couple guys. Like we were like one of the group of six guys in Poland at this ladies' night. And I was like, whoa, like this is this is so nice. Just, just right like rewind back. Why is ladies' night in the States just a bunch of men? Because women drink for free. Oh, okay. So it means if women go out and drink for free, oh, why wouldn't women come out? Which means there's going to be more... Guys are such simple characters, right? <laughs> so I'm not going to have to buy her a drink. She's going to be wasted, which means if I've got no game, this is a good night for me. Like, you are not selling a good impression of your your American homies. No, Americans, um, are, Americans are terrible. That's why I'm living here. <laughs> That's why I live here. That is like... <laughs> that is so bad. That's the first time I've ever heard this, which is why that is terrible. 
Yeah, it's ladies' night, so that means that means there's gonna be a lot of women out who are gonna be obviously like getting drunk. So that means like you know I have more game whenever a chick. But you would never get a woman going, oh, it's guys' night. They're drinking for free. We should go out and like. To be clear, have you, ever, be... have you been around a bunch of drunk men who are with their bros? We're asses. We're assholes. Yeah, like well, I'm usually with those drunk we're, bros. We're just loud so. and obnoxious. We're like for some reason, men drink and think women love like we're like we, we turn into like birds or creatures. Like like we turn to we turn, we turn into this like the louder and big, yeah, the bigger and louder we are, the more attention women want to give us. And it's like that. But I've never met a woman that's been like, ooh, this guy over there, he's loud and obnoxious. His chest is poked out. I want him. Like, yeah. I, yeah to be clear, I I have, but uh, <laughs> no, I don't see it. That I'm just like that is just. <laughs> Oh my god, ladies, that, ladies' night. That's terrible. Girl, lady, ladies, if you ever want a man, go to America on ladies' night. <laughs> go to America, go to a bar on ladies' night. Can you imagine um, Amy and I in the States out on ladies' night and a guy walking up like, mm, no. Like, we are two, like, just two wise maidens as it is when we're out, like. That's another thing in America, it's like, men, are, men don't really take no well, which is. What is yeah? What is with that? Yeah, I don't know. It's really annoying. Like uh, it's it's a big it's a big that's a, that's a whole other topic another day though. Okay. But it's like the whole like men not taking no well. So it's like a lot of women. I'm not I'm not sure about how, how it goes here, but in the states, it's like it turns it almost turns dangerous. Like like she. Like, I mean, I can't give an input. I never get approached in a club because apparently my, my face isn't friendly. Well, you you're you're, obviously, <laughs> you're, you're always the, the friend people don't know how to approach. So. <laughs> I'm always the designated driver. <laughs> Just my face is. But, so yeah. But it's, yeah, and, and so it, turn, it turns into this like angry like. You know, I, I remember growing up in high school and like, you know, you see guys hit on girls and the girl be like, oh, no. And he'd be, like, he be like, well, you ugly anyway. And he walks away. <laughs> so it's kind of like that. I feel this is going to be a really interesting topic um, to, to delve into it another time. Well, oh, well, guys don't not, not know how to be rejected? Yeah. No, we're, we're, sens- we're sensitive creatures. Like mm. we're, you know, we, you got to love us. We're like teddy bears. Absolutely not. I mean, you're talking to the lesbian here. I don't <laughs> <laughs> No man, men are soft. We we sorry guys, we genuinely have nothing to talk about today. Like it's, we, I genuinely like I haven't seen her like my friend in like forever, so we're just kind of just obviously catching up. And you guys are hearing about it. And, talk, I mean, and talking about how awesome America is. Uh, real quick, real quick, real quick. Favorite travel story? Because you're pretty well well traveled, I think. Kind of I'm not actually. People always have this um, thought that I'm well traveled, and actually I've left the country twice. So I went to, um, oh, three times. So I've been to Turkey twice. One was when I was 16, Mm -hmm. which was actually probably one of my favorite times. So my best friend from school, uh, Elizabeth, her dad lived in Turkey and ran like a hotel. Mm -hmm. So she used to fly out every summer to spend time with her dad. And she was like, do you think we could ask your parents if you could come on holiday for two weeks? And I was like, yeah, sure. So anyway, we went to Turkey with them and it was great. Like, but, and then I went to um, Tunisia, but I was three months pregnant. Mm. Um, and then I went to the States for two weeks, which was 11 years ago. So, so, so do you have an iconic travel story? Like one travel story that comes up and everyone was like, wow, really? <laughs> um, probably when I went to the States and... Um, so my girlfriend at the time lived in Georgia, but her best friend lived in North Carolina. So Nicole, who I was speaking to the other day. So we went and spent like five days with uh, with Nicole in North Carolina, which I loved. 
Um, I haven't really been many places in the States, but I love North Carolina and I love Georgia. I remember um, driving around and like, Valdosta's quite a small little town. Yeah, okay, yeah. And then you drove and I was like, oh my God, there's actually couples on their rocking chairs drinking sweet tea saying like, good morning. <laughs> on the wraparound porches, I was yeah. Like, oh my God, like, <laughs> this is amazing. But um, when we were in North Carolina, we went sort of off-roading and we did um, cliff diving, rock sliding. And we went to a outdoor gun range. Um, and Alex was in the military. Um, Nicole had obviously shot a gun before and her boyfriend at the time had. And um, I had never shot a gun, ever. Obviously being in England, not really around guns a lot. So anyway, um, they put like the um, ear protection on me and I shoot the gun. So Alex goes first. She's obviously, she's... Um, uh, police in, in the military so yeah. they carry a gun at all times anyway yeah. so she goes she's like there's no big deal sort of thing and then I do it and I shoot the gun and it kicks my arm back and it was really loud so I just still holding this gun turn round arms outstretched going I really don't like it it was like really loud <laughs> and everybody's just hit the ground and Alex is like put the gun on the floor so of course now I'm panicking going what because I've got this ear protection on my ears are ringing and then she's like, put the gun on the ground. So I put the gun on the ground and I just go, yeah, I didn't like it. <laughs> and she, everyone's like terrified. I'm just like pointing this loaded gun at them, like with no kind of realisation that there's still bullets in this gun. Just wanted to tell everybody that I didn't really like <laughs> shooting a gun. Um, <laughs> and then suddenly it was like, you're so white and so English. And I was just like, can we just go shopping now, please? <laughs> So that's probably my most iconic tra travel story. What's yours? Uh, I mean, well, I didn't almost kill anyone. Oh, well. Um, not, <laughs> not, 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 my, not my iconic one. Um, so I have two travel stories I, I, I always think like are big moments for me. First one was my first time leaving the country. Uh, I was like 17 years old. And, uh, my mom, 16, 17. My mom, my parents paid for this people-to-people, uh, -people, like student ambassador thing. So you go overseas for like... Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. So I did, my, my mom did that, and uh, I did a, so one, one of the countries that I go to uh, was Germany, and we did had to do a homestay, and everyone's supposed to stay with someone, someone with the family, with the child, the same sex, because we're all teenage children, you control yourself. So all the, all, everyone's getting like, oh, you know, this person, you know, uh, this person you're going with, and this guy, this guy's going with this guy's girl, and so it gets out of Justin White, I'm not saying Justin White, I'm last on the list, I'm always last on the list. It's like, Justin, you're going with, oh, Okay, well, this is due. Uh, you're going with her. Her name's Rebecca. <laughs> I'm this little innocent little like kid who's never left home before. And has I'm, never had any game in his I've, life. I've, ne I've never kissed a girl in my life at this point. And, and so like I'm like, oh, everyone goes, ooh. You know, all teenage, teenagers. And I'm just like, I'm like, oh, it's not that serious or whatever. And it's like, oh, funny story. Her last name Schwartz, which means translates to black and American. So, you know, she's Rebecca Black and you're Dustin White. And it's, they probably thought oh, it was funny. So we put you together. So, uh, her daughter was my age, obviously. Uh, the daughter was my So, I went to the family, met the family. Really cute little girl. I'm guessing you were still, like, super skinny at this like, point. Yeah, this was, and, this, like, this was super, super tiny. Like, Justin did push-ups every night because he thought that was the... The cool. thing to do. Yeah. And so, I... Oh, God. I show up to this family. Family's super cool. They have three kids. Uh, they're both... Really, two kids are really young, but the daughter's my age. And so, she was like, oh, me and my friends are all going out. She was, she was a really short girl, black hair, very pale skin. 
So she was attractive, but she wasn't, you know, like, you know, like, in my head at the time, I thought, because I never left America, never left my small town, smaller than St. Nick's town, uh, graduated with like 100 people. So I'm from, like, again, really small class. Tiny. And so I'm, I'm like, oh, so I'm saying in my head, I always thought Germans were blonde haired, blue eyed. So I was like, oh, that's cool, you know, so she's not, no, 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 one, no one in the family was blonde haired, blue eyed. I was like, okay, so she looks like, she looks like American just with German accent. Mm hmm. So she's like, oh, my friends are going to this barn party tonight. It's one of the biggest parties of the year in the area. Um, so you're going to come with us. I was like, okay, cool, cool, cool. And so um, so that night, so I really show up, and then that night we get there. And her friends show up outside. We're waiting, we're, we're waiting for friends to show up so we can walk to the barn party. And her friends show up, and they're both like six foot one, like blonde hair, blue eye, really busty. And I was like, oh, oh, oh this oh. is... This is this is what I thought when I thought German, <laughs> and so like they're these gorgeous girls, they're hugging me, they're like, oh my god, I keep talking, you're American, I'm so I'm just like in love because I'm just like I've never seen girls as pretty before, and like the accent is so cool. I can imagine and, you being that daughter. And they take me to this barn party, and like I've never been to a party this big before in my life. I've never been to a party before in my life. I've never drank alcohol before in my life. And so, like, just everyone's drinking, having a great time. Like, there's, like, this gay guy with, like, ripped jeans and, like, chaps on. That they're, like, their butts are hanging out. These muscly... It was... This party was, like... Not for... This party was, like, not children. for a teenage boy. A teenage, a teenage boy who's never left his hometown before. <laughs> so, I'm, like, culture shocked as all get out. So, when she brings me a drink, she's like, here, drink up. So, I was like, I thought it was water. I was like, okay, cool. I drink it. I was like... <laughs> what is it? She was like, oh, it's just, it's just vodka tonic. And I was like... Huh. And she's like, come on, drink up. We're having a good time. So we're all drinking and dancing, having a good time. I had one drink. I, I, I kept spitting it out because I was nervous and I was like, I don't want to drink this. And I was so scared because I hadn't drank any water that day. I was like, oh my God, I'm going to die. I'm not supposed to be drinking. They told me not to drink. They said, no matter what to do, don't offer. Don't, don't. I was such a goody goody. And I was like, I have to be this good kid. I can't do anything wrong. So like, we're drinking and drinking and drinking, having a good time. We get back home, go home late. I, try, I tried a cigarette. Didn't like it. Uh, <laughs> so I get back to the room. She's like, all right, see you in the morning. She's like, I'll probably wake you up, uh, show you where the showers and stuff. I was like, all right, cool. So we get back next morning. So she puts me in, she puts me in this bedroom. And all of a sudden I look around and there's like porcelain dolls everywhere. Like there's like like pictures of clowns hanging up. I was like, are they, are they fucking with me? <laughs> like, is this, is this serious? So I was like, okay, it's fine. I'm just drink some water and go to sleep. So I get a bottle of water. Unscrew the top, drink it, spit it out everywhere because there's bubbles in it. And I've never had bubbly water before oh in my God. life. So at this point, I'm just like, all right, cool. I'm drinking, I can't drink bubbly water. So I was like, let me leave the top off and all night and maybe it'll be flat by the morning. I think it's a soda. Lay in bed. All of a sudden, I wake up next morning, I'll hear this. And she, she opens the door. Hey, Justin. In a towel, door open, short, short towel, like hair wet from the shower. Still wet from the shower. She's like, she's like, um, I'm not sure if you want me to show you how the shower works or show you where the shower is, but if you want, I can go in there with you. And I was like, ah. I need to stand to these. And I was like, again, 60 year old kid who's never even kissed a girl before. I'm just like, um, I'm like, I can't make eye contact with her. I'm looking down, I'm nervous. I'm just like, um, I'm, uh, I just, um, uh. I don't shower. Yeah, I'm fine. She's like, okay, are you sure? I can help you. And I was like, um, I'm, I'm, I'm good. So she, she goes upstairs. And we were in whatever. So at this point, I'm never. I, I didn't. I thought I just had a really bad headache. Turns out, it was a hangover uh, from the one drink that you were yeah, drinking and spitting yeah, out. Yeah, like I, I, I was. I, at least you've graduated onto two drinks now. At least, <laughs> I'm such a lightweight. <laughs> but yeah, and that was so my yeah. I remember the whole trip was like you know. But did you like big it up when you got back? Like oh, you know, or were you just like? <laughs> I don't think I told anyone. I was so nervous. I was so scared. Like, like looking back at it, I probably could have been that teenage because I, I, I guess, uh, other families 
guys were like meeting girls and girls yeah. were meeting guys because they, they they knew people and they're oh, I got this American with me so come meet me and then like so other people were hooking up I found out later some adult people were hooking up as teenagers and I was like oh so I'm like the only weirdo who just wasn't hooked up with someone <laughs> so. but she went back and she was like he was so boring like he didn't even want to get in the shower no they gave me, me their emails like... email contacts and they never even emailed me back <laughs> <laughs> she probably like dork, like absolutely. Uh, but yeah, that was that's my biggest travel story. I mean, I have one with one of my fr- I thought one of my friends was kidnapped and sold in the black market, and I cried. So I shot a gun and didn't like it. You just didn't shoot your gun, even okay. though this poor girl. Okay, so <laughs> uh, I'm not sure how much <laughs> I'm not sure how long we've been recording, but uh, <laughs> uh, something you did tell me though, really interesting before we, we end this. Because this is something I want to kind of shine light on. Because this is a really big thing. And it's like being bullied and uh, what happened to my home, my little homie at school. As in my child? Yeah, my little homie. Oh, okay. You know my feelings on the homie. Okay. <laughs> um, yeah, so obviously they've been back to school. This is like week four, I think. So anyway, week day one started and this is one kid that's got it in for Micah like constantly. Um, so day one, he went back and he's like, he's been mean to me. So I'm kind of at the end of my tether now. I'm like, just punch the kid. Like, yeah. it's been like two years it's been going on for now. Just punch him. But anyway, um, he, I, I was at home sick with um, the cold. Um, so Lily went and, because Justin gave me some American medicine, which is obviously much more advanced than English because... <laughs> You turn and said to me, this will knock you out. And I was like, ah, I'm fine. It's NyQuil, everyone. Anyway, <laughs> took this NyQuil and was just like gone. I was like, woke up. I was like, I think I dribbled like a little bit like from this sleep and whatnot. So anyway, Lily picked uh, Micah up and I was asleep when she got home. So I kind of woke up like that drowsy kind of thing. And she said something happened at school today and this, that and the other. And anyway, it turns out that um, they were coming in from lunch, recess. Um, and they were queuing up and this kid turned around to Micah and said, hey. N-word. N-word. <laughs> um, he was not a black kid, just, to, just so everyone's aware. <laughs> and um, Micah sort of said nothing. And then his other friend was like, Micah, that's not okay. And Micah turned and said, it's fine. I'm used to it. I've heard worse now. And anyway, his friend went and told the teacher and whatnot and it transpires that this had happened at like one o'clock and at 3 15 quarter past three um lily picked micah up and said to the teacher as she's walking past good day and um the teacher was like yeah good day and then micah came home and said to lily what had happened told me i was furious yeah. absolutely furious um next morning called my friend said, can you watch Micah? He's like, basically he was like, I don't want to, I don't want to go into school. I feel worthless as a person. So I said, Hey, can you watch Micah? while well, I sort this out. And um, she was like, yeah, drop him over. That's no problem. Anyway, Lily was saying to me the whole time, remember, keep your calm. Don't be that crazy mum." And I was like, I'm absolutely fine. Like I'm going to be calm and collected. Anyway, got to the school, lost my shizzle. Was like shouting the, Literally, I shouted the like the N word at um, the head teacher purely to see how disgusted he was. Like he was so disgusted yeah. at hearing it. So I was like, "If you're disgusted hearing it as a grown man, how the hell do you think my child felt?" Um, and was like, "I want to know what you're doing about it." And he was like, "Oh, well, this I didn't actually know anything about it." And I said, "But it's your school." 
oh, well, the teacher didn't... Are you sure the teacher was aware of it? I said, well, from what I gather, I said, but also I'd like you to appreciate you've relied on my child to come home and tell me this devastating situation. Mm-hmm. So he's like, um, this will be my first priority of the day. I need to go speak to the teacher first. And I said, great, I want the correct paperwork filled out. So here for schools in England, if that word is used, um, they have to log it on a system. And if the school gets so many... Um, incidents of it they have to be investigated and action has to be taken i was like i want it's called pride i was like i want the pride paperwork done um i want to know what you're going to do about this child and everything about two hours later i got a phone call back to say that um, it had been said the teacher was aware of it all they can do is apologize um the paperwork's been filled out the child's been excluded from class um for the whole day and his parents will be spoken to at the end of the day. So um, although they handled it correctly, if Micah hadn't come home and told me this had happened, it would have gone completely unchecked, even though the teacher had been informed, which is where my problem lies in the fact that you have a system of how this needs to be dealt with, and I kind of feel that I shouldn't have to be coming in to kick off about it, before you do do that system especially with everything going on <clears throat> currently and your mom or not you as a mom could have easily have, have just been like um uh oh well since no since you guys don't think it's a, such a big deal you're not gonna make deal, like, how about if i just call the like the local news company or something well, or call call the paper and, and just say hey oh my my, my child was the only like one of the only black kids in this class uh who was bullied and called like could have made it like a, more, a bigger deal than it's, yeah. it is a massive deal but like, I mean, right, I've got, Mike's got an older brother and we've dealt with this word being used at school with him, at the same school. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I'd already like read up on like what they have to do legally. If they don't, what is my next port of call? Um, so it's basically, I can go to the governors. If the governors don't do anything, I can contact the police, you know, this, that and the other. Um, which I think helped my case when I was like, I know what has to be done and this is what I'm spe- expecting to be done. And I think they looked and were like, oh, kind of feel like she does know the protocol, which really, really infuriates me because I've said to you in the past, I didn't realise how prevalent the word still is until I had mixed race kids. Mm -hmm. But then I sit there and go, I, it irritates me that I have to know the system. Like I shouldn't, you know, yeah, it irritates me that I shouldn't have to go off and research the system to make sure justice is, justice, justice is done on the behalf of my child because I should be getting a phone call going, this was said, we've done this, this and this, this is the consequence for the child, here's the paperwork, can you just check if Mike is okay? Because he should have already been supported in this at school without it having to come home and me get the ball rolling. That is my standpoint on it. You know, it's funny because like, it makes you wonder, like, so did... So was it one, two things? Either the teacher didn't think it was a big enough deal to say anything. She's like, oh, but it'll, it'll, it'll go in passing. Uh, he won't, I know he won't say it again. I know. I, I think as a kid, he's just, he just said it because he, he thought it was funny or cool. Or I don't care. I mean, I don't. And I, I did say to Lily, with everything that's going on in the world right now, you would have thought they would be hot as hell on it. Yeah. Um, but... And it's funny you say you have to feel like, you know, you're more involved now. Because with America, there's a lot of, um, the, the online passes going on. And I see so much of, like, uh, 
parents. So parents, like parents, like said, I was just in the background, like reading a book, and I heard a teacher say something like, uh, like for instance, the big thing in America right now is one 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 mom cut off the Zoom. She like got into the middle of the Zoom call, like the, the Zoom class, and like, and she was like, "Did you just tell my child? Did you just tell pretty much tell my child that like uh, we shouldn't be glorifying George Floyd and all that, all that, like pretty much like talking against like the whole Black Lives Matter movement." And like she's like, and she's like, I guess the teacher just assumed the no one was, like the parents weren't listening. There was just the children in the room listening, and it's been a big issue in America. It's like uh, the Zoom Zoom classes. You start realizing teachers, like teachers, pretty much and not as politically correct in cl- in the classroom. Be. Maybe they're teaching your child or doing things that don't their own agenda and not how you know the curriculum the curriculum says, which is fine. You know, you're, you're a te- as a teacher, you know, you you're there to teach things. I mean, it's hard to teach the curriculum without giving yeah, your, your perspective, your perspective. On it, But I think there's some topics that. You kind of need to leave your perspective and personal thoughts out of it when you're educating the future generations of small minds that are going to go on to try and change the circumstances yeah, and so that are it, happening so right now. It's kind of weird because like now it's kind of giving people like parents perspective. Like, okay, so if this is maybe I should be more involved in my child's life, which is nice actually. You know, like maybe you know I haven't been because you know, in my head I've, I've, I've always been taught you know like once your kids at school they're at school they're safe. Then once they're out of school you're your responsibility again. And so it made me think like, oh well maybe my like maybe I should like. Ask my kid, like, you know, how was your day? You know, you, you do casual, how's your day? Anything happened, the casual things. But maybe it's like, I should be more like, when I was older, be more inquisitive. Like, so what happened this? Because I never thought, of, like, my parents, my parents knew it. She was like, well, how was your day? Are you okay? Were you bullied? It's fine. Okay. We kind of, um, we haven't been so hot on it recently, actually, which I probably should need to up my game on. I never asked my kids how the day was. I always say something like, um, Had a good day? No, I don't. I tell them and say, oh, the best part of my day today was this happened what was yours kind of gauge their mood okay i kind of feel like if and it's something i learned from um an amazing woman called elisa farigi who runs a company called think autism like she's like how was your day because we haven't been with our baby so long we want to know everything and they go they clam up because they're like yeah i've had a bad day like you know so i yeah or i'll be like um on the drive home we used to be like what was your what was your best part of the day? And Amelia being Amelia, I'd be like, it's not allowed to be a negative. And for a while, she used to be like, home time. And I'm like, no, absolutely not, that doesn't fly. So yeah, we'd kind of be like, oh, like if I, if you turn around and say, if I turn around and say to you, oh my God, Justin, the best part of my day this morning was, um, I got a PB at the gym and it really set me up for the day. You're gonna be more inclined to go, oh my God, like this amazing thing yeah. happened to me today. If I was like, how was your day? Potentially, you're going to give me all the, oh, you know, I'm tired, like this, that, and the other. So we do we do try and check in, like, with the kids. It's harder with the other two, but on the whole bullying thing, Riley was furious. Absolutely furious. Obviously, he is mixed-raced, and the whole Black Lives Matter thing is huge at the moment, and he's nearly 15, so he has his own thoughts, feelings, and everything on it. From what he sees on social media to his peer groups and this, that, and the other. So, of course, his response was, you need to go into school, Micah, and beat the hell out yeah. of this kid. We're going, no. <laughs> um, and then trying to explain to Riley, I completely get why that is your standpoint. But if Micah had smacked this kid back for calling him this, he would have been punished as well. And the school would have probably been less reluctant to actually follow it through because they'd be like, well, he hit him. Yeah, but he hit him because he was racially abusive. Yeah, but he still hit him. That's such a big thing I tell people uh, when I moved here. 
was uh, I had a conversation with someone and I was like, you know, if someone calls me a racial word, I can't react to it. I was like, because I'm just either, because in their head, I'm proving them right. Yeah, you're, you're living up to your And I was like, is it right? No. It's like, is it fucked? I was like, it's completely. So wrong. we were trying to say to Riley, by him not reacting, then it's probably worked out more in his favour. And I said to Riley before he even opened up, I said, and you're correct. He should never have ever had to have experienced this, especially yeah. at eight. However, you need to deal with it in the right way, going around and smacking kids. Because he was like, well, I'll go in and smack him. And I was like, oh, you're 15 and he's eight. Um, you know, this, that and the other. So he was he was furious, um, rightly so. But I think it's so hard to unpick. Like, is it because the teacher didn't think it was a big deal? Is it because they don't want to have to raise their stats on the racial abuse mm-hmm. side or like whatever, whatever else? But then I sit there and go... I can't be the only parent in the school. There's other black and mixed race kids in the school that are dealing with this situation, but I never hear of these incidences happening. So then I sit there and go, are parents too nervous to go and fight their kid's corner? Are they not aware of the process that takes place when this word is said? Are their children not feeling empowered enough to come home and tell their parents? Well, like we said before, if you don't have to think about it, when it, when a situation like that comes up, you're like, I don't want that. I don't want It's easier to not worry about it yeah. than it is to worry about it. So it's like, okay, that's fine. Like, How would you deal, like, fast forward if it was Scarlet at school? Oh, like, I, I, I told you, I would, I, would, I, would, I would have already called the news. But then, <laughs> I'm dramatic. Like, I, I, that's how dramatic I am. But then, like, do you feel that you kind of can't go in super aggressive at the start? Like, or... Nope. You don't. I, I, my, I grew up, my mom, my mom was always the mom was in school. I told her, my mom always had my side. Later in life, she realized maybe it's not the best idea because I, I, kids are dramatic. But no matter what I say, I was like, this teacher said it to me. My mom would come in hot. And she, my mom would come in, she's like, I want you. And she'd like come and slam the door. She's like, what are you saying to my kid? This and that. See, and I'm the, just the complete opposite. I feel like I need to go in and fight my child's corner, but with a little bit of decorum is not the right word but assertiveness so instead of being aggressive assertiveness because my child has to go into school the next day and I don't want my kid then being a target of you know this that and the other oh there was nothing my mom would be like and, t- and my mom would be like and tell me if she acts different towards you let me know like it was like like and and, and to be clear I don't condone ang- anger or violence well sorry I don't condone Unwarranted. Yeah, unwarranted violence and anger. But it was at the same time, it's like if, if Scarlett came home, I'm like, all right, what's cool? And then I, I go to school, I'm like, let me talk to their parents. Let me talk to the kids' parents. I was like, because obviously this is an issue that maybe they could be addressed at home. They, and, if, and the parents, I didn't care. I'll yell at the parents too. And it's See, like, I'd be really interested um, if any of our listeners have gone through this, like, um, get in touch with us and find out, like, let, let, I was going to say us know, but let me know. Like, have you experienced this? What was your experience like? Like, do you feel empowered enough to? Be able to go into your child's school and fight their corner, put your point across. Like, do you have you had these instances where things have not been dealt with, or you know, sitting here listening, and you're like, oh my god, there's actually a protocol for all this kind of stuff? Because I felt, I kind of felt empowered as a parent that I'd gone in and fought Micah's corner and got the situation resolved. But then I felt awful in the fact that I sent him to school and he probably didn't feel empowered and supported for like the three hours that it happened and just kind and then kind of like really drained as well like did I do enough did I not do enough like 
how often is this happening, you know, and then like a bit of a warrior, like I feel like I need to go into that school and sit on the board of governors, you know, and then Lily's like, you don't even have time to manage your life as it is sort of thing. But yeah, I'd be really interested to hear from other people's point of views and whether they kind of kind of agree with me more or would they go with sort of your train of thought? Because I, I think it's, yeah, I think it might be, it also might be a culture thing. Because like Possibly. I said, in, in America, like we're, we're like obviously in, in your face with everything in America. Mm. And it's but saying all... that Riley's aunties, when he's had issues, she's like, she's like, I'll go into that school and I'll tear the headmaster a new one. Like, and Riley's like, you do not want my auntie coming into this school. What well, was two of them? Like, you do not want two black African women sitting in your office because you've upset their kid. Like, yeah, I mean, you know, and I was like, maybe I'll go in first and like, you know. Everything well, else, I guess it's but... certain things. Like, I guess it would be, and we, like, so we're, we're close this up soon. But it was just like, I guess it would be like similar situations. Like, you know, if a Jewish kid came mm. home from Germany, and you know, and, and like his, and his, and his, and his, and his, he was, he's like some one of the kid, one of the kids just you know called me like you know like uh what I don't I don't enjoy racial Jewish terms. Like, fortunately, I don't know any racial Jewish terms. But it's like you know he made a joke about me being in Auschwitz or something. Yeah, you know, and like I would assume like that like. <laughs> There would be an outrage about this. I mean, Absolutely. I would, I would hope there'd be an outrage about it. But I guess some situations like, you know, like, I don't know what would make a white person mad enough like, hitting a dog. Like, yeah. if someone saw hitting... Or I mean, I just feel a little tainted now that I'm kind of like, God, am I, am I sending my kid to school, like, safe and happy? Like, I, f- I, feel, I feel like yeah. I've come out of it a little bit tainted now, like... Oh, you know, I don't really want to. Well, like, like, like I tell everyone, I think that uh, my generation, no, like now, notice the problem. My kids' generation will be the ones to make an action towards change yeah. the problem, and then her her children's generation are going to be the ones to actually be the change. Like, yeah. because look, look at like because my, my grandparents are still alive, and my my grandparents, my grandma still remembers like segregated water fountains. You know, so it's like while that generation still. I love it. I mean, Roger is still alive and around. Not much, because they're still in office. They're still in political office. They still run the countries. Mm. But then, whereas, like, you know, my generation is the, the children of that. So it's like, we still, we're still tainted by their beliefs because yeah. we, we were taught by that. But now we're recognizing it and we're like, okay, well, maybe don't be so much of a dick. To, to, and it's like, so now I'm telling my kid, like, you recognize this, you see, you say something. I was like, you are not. I was like, trust yeah. me, if someone's been racist to me, I'm not my grandmother's generation i can punch you in the face for saying some racist shit to me i think that's been because we debate quite a lot on the black life matters thing and i'm kind of like my i just feel it's so important to educate our kids now because they are the ones that are going to be around when we're no longer here and hopefully fucking the world is in here. um but they're they're the ones that kind of hold all that power so that's why like i've said to you i'm my investment comes in educating my children on what is right what is wrong that everyone is equal everyone matters like you know regardless of race skin color sexual orientation we all have the right to feel safe happy and part of something because these issues are still going to be around forever and a day but if we can educate our children and they educate their children and so on and so on it's never going to go away, but hopefully it'll be more diluted as the generations go along. Yeah, and I think I do think they're being educated more in school. Like I said, like I said, you said, you noticed your daughter came home, came home with like slave, slave slavery books and stuff. Like, yeah, she's like, I was like, oh, how was history today? She's like, we're doing slavery, and I was like, what? Like this is either, but then I sit there and go, either this is really new on the curriculum, or Riley just 
when I go, <laughs> what do you learn at school? And he goes, stuff. It was actually slavery. Um, so, but yeah, she was like, yeah, we've done the last three weeks on slavery. And like, um, I said to you, like, do you remember saying to you, she was like, I knew it was bad, but I didn't realize how evil we are or evil we were. And I was like, yeah. And I was like, do you want to talk about it? She was like, I think I kind of want to process it and then I'll come to you if I've got any questions. And I'm like, that's absolutely fine. Yeah. And I am very open with her and go, some of the questions that you ask me, I may not know the answer to, but we have we can look enough up. cultural people in our life surrounding us that you could probably ask them or, you know, ask a couple of them and then kind of get your own view and standpoint. Um, but yeah, I was, it's the first time I've heard that they've been teaching in school. Basically what we're saying is educate your damn kids. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but uh, I think we'll wrap this up. I hope everyone has a good afternoon, good evening, uh, good day good, at work, good drive. Uh, do you want to say anything? Thank you. <laughs> All right. I hope everyone uh, takes it easy and make good choices. Bye.